to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode 3C, with me, Rob Renzel. And today's episode is an unscheduled episode. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I said that I was going to be doing Hope and Coffee on the weekends, and therefore releasing two every week on a Saturday and a Sunday. And I just really felt that God was talking to me today and that this was something I needed to share today. So we are going to start by looking at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 from the NIV translation. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Guard. To keep safe from harm or danger. To protect. To watch over. Guard. To keep under close watch in order to prevent escape. Misconduct. Guard. To take precautions. To guard against errors. Guard. To give protection. To keep watch. And to be watchful. As I look at today's verse from Proverbs, I wanted you to be aware of the word guard. The definitions I just gave are from the dictionary, and I think it's really important that we look at them all. Now, in verse 23 of Proverbs 4, Solomon says, Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else. This is an incredibly bold statement. It's actually an instruction. Solomon doesn't say we should give it some thought and possibly keep an eye on our hearts. No, he says above all else. But what does it actually mean? Well, if we go back to the definitions of the word guard, we begin to get a much clearer picture. First and foremost, it means to keep safe from harm or danger, to protect it from that which is harmful. Which we can couple with the definition to take precautions, to guard against bad influences and to protect it from misleading us because of our desires. Which brings us to the second point, to keep under close watch to prevent escape. It's all too easy to let our feelings get away from us when we want something. I've spoken before of last year and how I let myself fall into sin because of my feelings and my desires. Which then brings me to the third point, to give protection, to keep watch and be watchful. Because if I kept guard of my heart, if I was watchful, if I was keeping watch, I could have avoided many of the pitfalls that I fell into last year. But let's just take a quick look together at Luke chapter 6 verse 45. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 as read from the NIV translation. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up 
in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Here, Jesus is speaking, and he is spelling out what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Because in Proverbs, Solomon tells us to guard our hearts, for everything we do flows from it. And here, Jesus emphasizes that point, telling us that a good man brings good things out of the good stored in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things from an evil heart. There is something I heard many years ago that stuck with me. The heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart. I'll say that again. The heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart. It's something that took me quite a while to figure out. And even then, it's only as I do this episode of Hope and Coffee that more clarity comes to me. You see, at, it, at its most basic, this saying speaks of what Jesus said, that it is what's in a person's heart that can be the problem. If a heart is good, then we can look at the saying about good intentions. And if there is evil in a heart, well, then you can end up with arguments, disagreements, or even wars. But it goes much deeper than that. Now, obviously, it's better to have a good heart and not an evil heart. But the problem of the human heart is that it can be easily swayed. What we let in, who we surround ourselves with, so much can influence the heart. And as humans, we can be fickle. Our yes isn't always yes. Our no isn't always a no. As I looked at in episode 3a a few days ago, God is not fickle. He is faithful. God's yes is yes. His no, when he needs to say it, is no. The other problem with the human heart is it is swayed by seasons. It's easy to focus on God at certain seasons in your life. For example, when you are single and you have absolutely no interest in relationships of a romantic nature, it's just you and God. Really easy to focus in on your faith and God. But if you add a love interest into the mix, you suddenly find there is a distraction. And if the heart wants what the heart wants, and its desire is to have that person, it can mislead you. And the trouble is, if it's the wrong person, they can influence you in a really bad way. So we come back to guard your heart above all else. Not only do we need to be aware of the influences around us, and protect our hearts from outside influence. We need to guard our hearts from our own wants and our own desires. Let's take a little look together now at Psalm 73 verse 26. Psalm 73 verse 26, taken from the NIV translation. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart 
and my portion forever. Although the heart can be our biggest strength, and we are told to love the Lord our God with all our heart, and to love one another, the heart can also be our biggest weakness. But the good news is that God is our strength and our portion. God restores. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says this, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately sick. Who can understand it? This verse often makes me wonder if this is where we get the term lovesick. But whether or not this is where the term comes from, I think it's important to heed the warning from Jeremiah that the heart is deceitful. It can be desperately sick. And that is all due to what we put inside. And sometimes we cannot fight our desires. We set our hearts on something or someone and we struggle to resist. Which, if we return to the command to love, produces a paradox. Use your heart to love, but don't let your heart lead you astray. Which brings us back to Proverbs. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That is taken from the NIV translation, but in the ESV it says the following, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. Again, I say the heart reveals who we are. And we are commanded to love. In fact, it is the greatest command of all according to Jesus. Yet there are many types of love within the Bible. There are many Greek words for love. You have eros, which is a sexual love. Philia, which is the love of deed and friendship. There is ludos or ludus. It is a playful love. There is agape, which is the love of everyone, a selfless love. There is pragma, which is a long-standing love. It's a compromising love. And finally, there is Felicia, which is a love of yourself, one of which can become narcissistic and the other can widen your capacity to love. Now, I'm going to apologise for my pronunciation. I'm not a Greek scholar. <laughs> I do not know how to pronounce these words. Hopefully I've got it right. But those are your six loves in Greek that show up throughout the Bible. And when you look at the Bible and it mentions love, it's going to be uh, one of these six Greek words for love, which means slightly different things. It's not like the English language where we have love, and effectively we have just love, and we kind of think of love and romantic love. And we can also think of love and friendship love. We kind of have a two basics. But it puts a whole new spin on what you are reading in the Bible. Now I don't pretend to understand where each love comes into the Bible. Which Greek word 
was originally used. But when it comes to the command to love, I remember from a talk or several talks over the years that we are talking about the agape love, the love for everyone when it comes to the command to love. I'm not sure if it's agape in the first part when we look at that particular command and when Jesus is talking about loving the Lord your God above all else and the other is like it and love your neighbour as yourself. I think the love your Lord your God is one of the others. I'm not entirely sure so I'm not going to tie myself to that one. But remember that when it comes to love when it comes to guarding your heart, the heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart. So we need to guard our hearts well. And we need to think about when we look to fulfill the commands, when we look at what we are commanded in the Bible, when we are commanded to love, what love are we expected to show? Which love are we talking about? Is it Eros, Philia, Ludus, Agape, Pragma, or Felicia? Whichever one it happens to be, it puts a new context into what we are reading. So it's quite good to get a little bit of understanding on that. I've researched it, and I'm not going to preach on it. But uh, I'm going to leave it there and say, think about love. And think about guarding your heart. And I'm just going to end, as always, by saying, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you that you have inspired me today. I thank you that I have listened to what I feel you are saying to me today to put together this episode of Hope and Coffee um, out of schedule. Um, being during the week because it was supposed to be just weekends now but I just really feel that I need to do this today and that there are those who need to hear what I have to say and I just pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ that you would help us not only to love one another as commanded but to be aware of what kind of love that is and also to be aware of the influences around us. That Father God, we would be aware of what is going on. That we would guard our hearts. Because it is right to love one another. But to give love to the wrong person who then influences us can have disastrous consequences. So Lord, I just pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts. Father God, you would teach us to find the balance between guarding our hearts and having open hearts, and that you would give us the strength to love as you would have us love, as you love us. And I ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.